from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action Wednesday night from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. Glad you could join us. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. We got hockey tonight. Lanch try to close out the blues. And we got basketball a little later on, about a half an hour, or I should say an hour and a half from now. The Celtics at the Heat. Game five of the best of seven Eastern Conference finals. A de facto best of three. Can't wait for that. We'll talk about that when the time comes. But first, Matt, baseball. We got some first pitches coming here. Actually, one first pitch coming in a couple of minutes. We got the Orioles and the Yankees. Tyler Wells versus J.P. Sears. Uh, Sears and the Yankees minus one sixty home favorites over Wells and the Orioles plus one forty for them on the road as underdogs. Seven and a half is your total. About twenty minutes from now, we got the Phillies and the Braves. That is Ranger Suarez versus versus uh, Charlie Morton. Morton and the Braves are minus one forty five home favorites, plus one twenty five on Suarez and the Phillies as road underdogs. A flat nine, your total. Eight ten Eastern Guardians and the Astros. We got Cal Quantrill for the Guardians. Christian Javier for the Astros. They are minus one eighty home favorites. Plus 155 on the Guardians on the road as underdogs. A flat eight is the total. 810 Eastern Red Sox and White Sox. Rich Hill for the Red Sox. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox. White Sox are minus 155 home favorites. Plus 135 on Hill and the Red Sox as underdogs. Seven and a half is your total there. And then 938 Eastern 
Our final first pitch of the evening, because there are a bunch of day games today, the Rangers and the Angels. Glenn Otto for the Rangers. Reed Detmers for the Angels. Detmers and the Angels, minus 170 home favorites, plus 150 on Otto and the Rangers as underdogs, a flat nine. Your total there, as we mentioned a little bit later, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Blues and the Avalanche. The Avalanche are minus 275 home favorites in this one over the Blues, plus 220. If you want the underdog, this is a a 6.5 total there. And then over in the NBA, as Gil mentioned, in about an hour and a half, we are looking at currently... Three and a half in favor of the Celtics. 203 the total. Um, minus 160 if you want to play the money line on the Celtics. Plus 140 if you want to play the money line on the Heat. And Tyler Hero is out for a second straight game with that groin injury for the Miami Heat. That uh, may or may not inform some of the line. With the Celtics, though, themselves... Uh, there was some doubt. Would Robert Williams play? Will Marcus Smart play? What's the latest on that, Kelly? Yeah, so latest is is basically... Everybody's going to go except for Tyler Hero. Okay. That is, you, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams are both a go on the Boston side. Lowry, Strews, Gabe Vincent, P.J. Tucker, all a go on the Miami side. So, you know, we saw this line hanging about a pick last night. Uh, we started to hear rumors even while we were on the air last night that there might be some COVID issues for the Heat. Uh, that was not, in fact, the case with any of their players. Uh, everybody came down here. There has been some reports that some of the Heat staffers may have uh, gotten it while in Boston, but I haven't even seen confirmation on that. So as far as this game goes tonight, players available on both sides, nobody to worry about. But this line has moved all the way to three and a half. Are we surprised by Boston that at side. all, that, it, that, that all this market move on the, on the Celtics? I think it's absurd. I I like the Celtics night kill. I like the Celtics night. I refuse to bet this pregame at this number. This, Not this is that number. No I, way. I mean, it's a number that's moved based off of rumors and basically all the money coming in on the Boston side of things. So it's up to three and a half. If we want to take into account what home court should be, you're talking about this would be the Heat catching nine and a half points in Boston. Loge talking about heroes growing right now. On yes. The yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what he's like. You think he does a check on his own life? <laughs> my life has come to. We're talking about a dude's groin. <laughs> well, it's just, it's again, I'll say it again. The Miami Heat, six games away from a championship with home court in a de facto three game series in the Eastern Conference final, have to be the most disrespected. It, it's team crazy. Ever. Like, tonight's wild. I, this line tonight is, is bizarre to me. And it's like, I get why it's happened, but we're sitting here and it's, I want to bet the Celtics. I, there's no way I'm laying three and a half pregame, Bill. I will look in game. I am completely fine with that. If I miss an opportunity, then so be it. I don't I, care. I kind of want to take the three and a half now if I can find it. That. That's I mean, yeah. that's the. I saw it, it hit four at places today. And it, I got immediately got bet back down, as it should. Another bit of basketball news. Well, a couple of bits of basketball news, each one of which, um, well, let's start with one and we'll get to the next one. But the first has to do with Kyrie Irving. They're both Brooklyn Nets stories. First, Kyrie Irving. Uh, the Nets say they reportedly are unwilling, it's reported that they're unwilling to give Kyrie an extension due to his decision to not get vaccinated and his injury history. We heard some whispers of this already. It was confirmed today. I'm not surprised. Not in the least bit. And we've had some of the, you know, former, even former NBA players, you know, who typically try to take each other's back and stuff like that. But some of these guys that are on national TV and these broadcasts, some of the NBA players are saying, you know, hey, look, I'm I'm all for guys getting the money at any at any time, except 
when the guy's not out there all the time when you need him to be. And yeah. they're like, you know, so, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and defend Kyrie Irving, and it's hard for me to sit here and defend giving him this ridiculous amount of money when he, he's only out there half the time. And and they said right, who is it uh, the, the in the front office of the Nets said right after the season we want someone to be here who wants mm-hmm. to be here put the team before self I'm paraphrasing and so here it is now here's the other bit of Nets news today which I'm not sure if you caught or not but in addition Kevin Durant and the Nets have not spoken since the season ended that according to uh, Christian Winfield uh, who covers the Nets for the New York Daily News does Kevin Durant have a problem with everything? Is he never happy? Why is he not talking to the Nets? What happened there? I don't know, but I guess, I, I mean, I guess part of it I understand. Like, it's the, what? I don't know, it's like, I thought I was coming here to build something, and like, I don't, like, we get this James Harden character who comes in but, here. But how is it that their fault? It's not, but like, I, I don't know. This just seems like, Think about how much, how many expectations, and how the great expectations we had for this franchise. Right, but it's like all it's, year and a half ago. It's Harden's doing. It's Kyrie's doing. It's, it's, none, that, it's yeah. none of his, and it's none of the Nets. Yeah. But like at a certain point, if you're Kevin Durant, you don't think like, okay, what am I doing here? Because seemingly nothing can go Bruh, right. How about you look in the mirror? You left the Warriors. Really, you're not speaking to the Nets. I can't be alone in this opinion can't be. I mean, I'm still in that camp of I'm glad he left the Warriors to try to go do something on his <laughs> me, own. Me too, but, but you know what I mean. But like, but yeah. By the way, if the war again, I'll say it, if the Warriors win a title here, bookending their titles with him, with book te- with with titles without him, that's a little bit of a hit to his legacy for sure. Without a doubt. And here is the football news of the day, and this kind of came out of nowhere. Quarterback Colin Kaepernick had a workout with the Raiders today. Uh, it's probably taking place right now as we speak. Might have been finished, but who knows? Might have just finished. That at a team facility per source. Head coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Siegler are expected to be out there for it. That per Albert Breer. So Colin Kaepernick getting a workout with the Las Vegas Raiders. Does this feel more serious to you? It does not. The guy has not played football since 2016. Okay. I'm glad I asked. Like, it does not. You know, don't I ever mean, ask me that question again. The guy football since 2016. Like, <laughs> he hadn't even had a, a formal tryout since 2017 when he got one with the Seahawks. I think the bigger part of it is I might read into it, it that it's a bigger deal today if they didn't just go get Stidham, right? Like, they just signed Jarrett Stidham off yeah. the from the Patriots. So why would you like? Why I you know I don't know. Like, you had. It's not like Colin Kaepernick wasn't available when you got Stidham, right? What would uh, why then why then go through the workout itself? I, d- I don't do know. I don't, and that's I mean that's part of the reason reason why I feel so bad for Colin Kaepernick, right? Because he's done this a few times now. Publicity I, could be one thing. The maybe like playing nice with the league. They've got this Gruden thing still going on and all this stuff. Whatever. I mean, like. He they it the report came out that the NFL had been encouraging teams to try him out um, over the last little while or something like that. Uh, so you so know, you, so you think he's just in <clears throat> a pawn in all of this? I think it's mm. I think it is a ceremonial mm. like, hey, look at us. Yeah, we let Colin Kaepernick try out. I mean, the the Raiders currently have under contract Derek Carr, Nick Mullins, Jarrett Stidham, and some guy named Chase Garbers at quarterback. So you're saying there's a lot of guys to get through to make the roster? Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, What's he willing to play for? I mean, look, if he's willing to play for, like, league minimum, then, I mean, I guess there's – it's like 
there's no downside to it, really, if he's your third stringer, right? I mean, there's no downside to it, but. Well, I'll text Nessa and ask her. Oh, no, she won't text me back. <laughs> uh, Commander's wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, 100% healthy, participating in OTAs. Let's go. Finally, maybe some Curtis Samuel. That one was for you, Gil. For Curtis Samuel to play for the Virginia Commanders. And the Steelers officially named VP Omar Khan their new GM today. So congratulations to him. Uh, let me ask you a question. Dan Wolka was putting this out today about how, you know, we're talking about all these blowouts in the NBA playoffs, and he was trying to draw the line from the regular season load, workload, to all of these blowouts in the playoffs. So Did he not watch basketball back in the day? Yeah. Like, why is this new? Yeah, I mean, Cuban tweeted while we were on air, I guess, two nights ago um, during one of the during one of the blowouts where he was saying that, you know, we all love the play-in tournament from a fan perspective, but is the play-in tournament responsible for, you know, this, that, and the other? And, it seems like very fuzzy and, math to me. Yeah. I mean, and that's – the thing that you brought up is really the, the kicker here is – we could have this argument if this was one of these deals where every player played every most of every game, but we're we live in the era of load management slash right. nights off. Like and, and it's different if we were like if we were sitting here and the the starting five guys on every team played eighty of the eighty two games and yeah. like whatever and all that, that that would be one thing. Maybe we could have the discussion. Stockton Stockton and Malone played eighty two games each, seventeen and fourteen times respectively. Jordan played eighty two nine times. Like, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Let's not have a blowout tonight, though. That said, whatever the reason is, so let's have a ball game. Let's have a ball game. Celtics favored by three and a half now. Total 204. That game at 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific. Wes Reynolds joins us next to talk about the Blues and the Lanch and anything else. Charles Schwab as well. It's VEASAN's Primetime Action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Glad you could join us. Playoff hockey tonight, playoff basketball. Great time to be alive. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a gentleman who, like me, went to the Doobie Brothers concert by himself on Saturday. It's Wes Reynolds. How you doing, Wes? I'm well, Gil. How are you? I'm great. We'll do our doobies review another time. Uh, Wes, by the way, co-host of Long Shots and the Swiss Army Knife, the glue that holds this whole operation together. You can find him at uh, Wes Reynolds 1. That's the number one. If, you, if, if, y'all, if y'all both went... We should have just gone as a date. Yeah. If yeah, you I both know. went I know. alone... I know. Not I should have called Wes and been like, hey, uh, Wes, you want to go to the doobies yeah. with me tonight? But I yeah. didn't think about it. Matt missed his convo on Monday, I guess. Oh, he wasn't here. It's a bro. That's a that's a bro thing. I'd bro out, you know, bro out at the doobie, bro. Uh, Wes, Blues Avalanche tonight. What you got? What you betting? Yeah, I, I bet the over here tonight. I kind of lean Avalanche regulation. Have not bet that just yet, but I think that this is likely going to be wrapped up tonight in Game Five. If you look, uh, you know, St. Louis got the split, but then when they went back to St. Louis, they got outscored eleven to five in the two games and. Once Jordan Bennington went out, of course, he had that that collision with Nazim Kadri, and uh, Nazim Kadri responded in Game Four with the hat trick. And I think the Blues kind of were like, "Hey, we want to exact a little bit of revenge and and whatnot." Instead of kind of focusing on what they were doing, they were up one nothing after the first period, and then they gave up three goals in like the first five minutes of the second period, and ended up losing six to three. St. Louis's defense has really been banged up throughout the playoffs. Colorado won the expected goals battle, uh, 3.4 to 1.9. So they're controlling the series. The high danger chances, 43 to 33. And really, you've seen a drop-off with Huso in the net instead of Bennington. Huso was the better goalie during the regular season, but Huso's, uh, it's called goal saved above expected rating, minus 4.8 in five playoff games only an 88.4 save percentage. So I think Colorado is going to be aggressive and obviously get a lot of shots on this guy. So he's going to have to be a lot better than he's been. So ordinarily, I think betters are want to kind of play an under in what is a elimination game, which this clearly is in game five. But the Blues have got to be aggressive. So they got to try to draw some penalties and get on the power play. And their power play has been okay in the playoffs, so I'm on over six and a half tonight. Wes, we got the game tomorrow where you have got to bet in it. About the best number available out there, minus 150 on Carolina. You can find a plus 135 if you want to bet the other side on the Rangers. What do you like about the Hurricanes tomorrow night? 
Yeah, I do think they bounce back, Matt, and 150 probably is about the best number right now. And when you really look in games one and two of this series, I think in game one, Carolina closed about $1.80 or somewhere around there, give or take a couple cents. Same thing in game two, but it was about 165 because, of course, you know, the bounce back is kind of baked into the number if that's going to come. Carolina was is 0-5 on the road so far in the playoffs, but they're 6-0 and at home. They were 35, they're 35 and 12 at home in the regular season and the postseason. So this is a very different team down at the PNC Arena in Raleigh. So just because I think that you've got a little bit of that discount, you know, 15 to 20 cents from game number two, I think it's worth playing here against the Blue Shirts, who I think Shesterskin's kind of really bailed them out the last couple games, and they played a little better defense. Because if you did look at the Rangers in the first round against Pittsburgh, and I had them for the series, and I was lucky to cash that ticket because the defense in front of Igor was just absolutely dreadful, and Pittsburgh really brought the pressure. Now, Carolina doesn't have that depth of offensive talent, per se, but they play a defensive style of hockey and they can keep it low scoring and keep the other team from scoring. So I do like the Hurricanes tomorrow night in game five. Wes, let me see on a point you made there about the Hurricanes home road splits. The uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, the home road splits, usually something we talk about with pitchers in baseball, ballpark factors. The Stanley Cup playoffs, notoriously random, right? From season to season, from series to series within seasons. Do you make, I mean, obviously you cited regular season stats as well, but like how big of a part of a handicap is that for you with the Canes? It's, it, it is for this team, but I think you're right in terms of the macro sense, Gil, because home ice advantage has not mattered as much. We, te- we see teams win game sevens on the road. We saw it in the first round with the Toronto Maple, or excuse me, the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Maple Leafs. So I think that it's not as big of an advantage like league-wide, but certain teams, I think, play to their home ice advantage, and Carolina has certainly been one of them. Wes, we do have one more game tomorrow evening as well, Edmonton and Calgary. I know you don't have an official play on that one right now. Calgary sitting about a minus 155-ish favorite there over Edmonton. Do Do you have a sense of how this one might go? Yeah, it's hard for me to really bet the under here because, uh, look, uh, I I thought after game one, and I think everybody else did, when the Calgary Flames, you know, scored nine goals and it was nine to six and it was an easy over. I think it was over six, juiced at minus 120 that, okay, Edmonton's really in trouble. But we all forgot, of course, that Edmonton have the best player in hockey in Connor McDavid. And just the fact that they've taken over this series and because I think Calgary has the better goaltender with Jacob Markstrom. And I think in terms of a five on five line, it's just as good as that McDavid and, and uh, Dreisaitl line. But the Edmonton's got the momentum right now. Calgary, I think they're getting bet early just because of like, okay, it's an elimination game. So you're already seeing dollar fifty, dollar fifty-five on the screen as well. That'll probably go up a little bit more. But kind of the same principle as tonight. I can't play anything but the over in this series. Wes, let's go to golf, the uh, Charles Schwab Challenge. Charles Schwab, by the way, preferred being called Carlitos. I don't yes. know if you know that. Yes. It's a tennis joke, Kelly. Okay, it, or uh, what was it? Or Chuck? Or, or, or no, Charles. Well, Ch- Charlie. Chuck, right? Yeah, yeah Charlie. Charlie, yes, yeah. Charlie. Yes. Charles Schwab Challenge, uh, Wes, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, at the Colonial Country Club. Really good field the week after a major, including uh, some of the big names at the top of the leaderboard at the PGA. 
What are you looking for here in terms of your bets? JT himself, the defending champion uh, after last week at Southern Hills in Tulsa, the defending PGA champ, he'll be there, as will Scotty Scheffler, as will names like Spieth, Morikawa, Zalatoris, and others, Hovland included. What are you looking for here on this course? Who have you landed on as far as outrights are concerned? Yeah, Gil, this is a little bit difficult because we do have some top quality in the field, as you mentioned, six of the top ten in the official world golf rankings, but... How do guys react off success? Obviously, Justin Thomas comes back seven shots down to go ahead and win the PGA on Sunday, and Mito Pereira and company let him in the door. So he was already committed to the tournament, so it's like, okay, he's going to try, but it's tough to really bet him, and I think at this low of a number, Scotty Scheffler missed the cut for the first time in a long time. Didn't play great, so how does he rebound? And the same thing, I think, with Zalatoris, who was right in the mix there. Uh, uh, of these short price guys, the only one that I bet, actually, was Victor Hovland. And Victor Hovland has not played great over the last six weeks. But keep in mind, in mid-March, this guy was number three in the world, in the world golf rankings. So I think he'll like this course a little bit better. The, the greens are actually easier to putt on. And we know the short game is really kind of his drawback right now, especially the chipping. So just on the drift, him going over 20 to 1, I did bet Victor Hovland. But by and large, I bet a lot of veterans because it's mainly veterans. It's 30-somethings or older that usually win this event. Not a lot of young guys. So I'm on Tommy Fleetwood at 40 to 1. I had him last week as well for the PGA at 105 to 1. He's starting to play better. And he shot 67 on Sunday. He's never played this course, but I think he'll like it. And he's one of those guys that's a plotter on approach. So I like Tommy Fleetwood. Also bet Webb Simpson, who shot 65 on Saturday in the worst of the conditions, dropped back a little bit on Sundays, made a club switch. And, you know, likes his new irons that he's playing. And he's also won on correlated courses, too. Sedgefield, Harbor Town, good form at Wiley. So that's what I looked at this week. And then a couple former champions, I bet. I did bet Chris Kirk at 50-1, to 1, who was third in the field last week at the PGA. T to Green has also won on this course, won this back in 2015. And Justin Rose also won this tournament in 2018, 65-1. to 1, Top 10 last week for strokes gained approach, top 10 in GIR. Led the field on approach, actually, when he won here at 2018. And then a couple bombs, uh, Tom Hoagie, 70-1, to 1, played his golf right there in Fort Worth at TCU. Pops on a lot of the ball striking model stats. And then Stuart Sink, and I'm going to take this from our guy Dave Tindall, who was on with us last week, Gil. Six of Stuart Sink's eight PGA Tour wins have come the week after playing a major, whether it's at Harbortown or at Firestone after the PGA hmm. or at River Highlands. So I'm going to take that angle. It worked last year at Harbortown the week after the Masters, and he's playing really good golf. He was actually in the mix at the PGA last week, 125 to 1. Oh, they loved showing Stuart Sink over the weekend. They did. They're like, should we show Stuart Sink or Sam Burns? Ah, we'll show Stuart, Stuart Sink, Sink again. You yes. love Sink again. Cue <laughs> up Sink again. By the way, you know his 49th birthday was on Saturday? Yes. Yeah. I am well aware. <laughs> well aware. Wes, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Enjoy the games tonight. You got it, guys. Have a good night. Wes Reynolds, everybody, at Wes Reynolds 1. You notice the uh, the logo, the Charles Schwab Challenge logo? The L is a uh, flat stick. Oh, yeah. I just a little, noticed And that. a flag as well. Uh, I just noticed that. Flag Creative. of Texas. Flag of Texas is what that is. We'll come back. Not finals MVP, but conference finals MVP. The Larry Joe Bird Trophy and the Irvin Magic Johnson Trophy. We'll look at those odds next, right here on Prime Primetime Action. 
You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM now to get in on the action. H&M to make everyone look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What, like, loud conversation are you having back there, Kelly? Like you're just having, like, a simultaneous kind Oh, man, am I, am I that distracting? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm loud, but... How about that French Open today, Matteo? Yeah, that was a. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you're not nervous at all. <laughs> I was. I was. Oh man! Carlos Alcaraz faced a match point one in five. Sasha Zverev faced a match point one in five. Schwartzman one in five. Sets I'm talking. And the yesterday, Stefanos Tsitsipas one in five. And in the case of Zverev, Schwartzman, and Tsitsipas, they were all down two sets. Yeah, run. Zverev, that was the one about him. It's like he went down two sets in that thing. All three of those guys, except for and Alcaraz, though. Whew, the, that match was epic. There were so many unbelievable points and times you thought, oh, he's losing. He's gonna lose this. I told you before we went on before you went on air before we went on air, I was sitting there watching and then the whole time just going. Oh, man, Djokovic is going to win again. Because <laughs> oh, he's not even being taxed yeah, at yeah. all. It's like he's just like yeah, playing well. left-handed in the third sets and stuff now. Like, <laughs> hey, was he doing that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's I like am you know, now I'm going to save my left. shoulder. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play gonna... <laughs> left-handed now. Well, the, the only thing is, though, he still has Rafa to face, and that's the one closest to facing, potentially facing Alcaraz. So we'll see. We, uh, we did I mentioned a bunch of day games today just in case – People uh, didn't catch Pirates 10 to 5 over the Rockies. Rockies are kind of a sneaky 20 and 23. I mean, they're still under 500, but Rockies uh, and D backs both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pirates do get their 18th win, though, of the season. The Tigers get it done over the Twins in 10 innings, 4 to 2. Tigers 15 and 28. The Twins 27 and 17. Giants 9 to 3 over the Mets. Giants go to 24 and 19. The Mets 29 and 17. In that one, the Nationals won nothing yeah. over the Dodgers. How about that? Both teams, six hits, just couldn't scrape one across for the Dodgers. They fall to 29-14 and 14 on the season. Nine of their 14 losses have come on the road. 15-30 uh, uh, and 30 now for the Nationals. And the Brewers beat the Padres 2-1. to one. Brewers improved to 28-16. and 16. Padres fall to 28 and 16, and then the A's took care of the Mariners 4-2, to 19-27 for the A's, 18-27 for the Mariners. Giants got swept by the Padres, and now two, uh, two big wins against the Mets. You see that game last night? I know, that was so absurd. 13-12, to 12, Giants win in dramatic fashion. We're up 8-2. to two. Mets came all the way back to lead 11-8. Two out, bottom of the eighth. Giants load the bases, and Jock Peterson with his second homer of the game to tie it up. Then they load the bases again. Mets get out of it. Mets get a run in the top of the ninth. And then uh, the uh, the Giants get it done on another Jock Peterson home run. Um, just unbelievable. They pay, they pay Woj so much money that they're just having to cut to him like every 12 minutes to, to justify a salary. <laughs> like, he's Woj, already talked, got down he's already talked about every injury all day long, like 12 different times or whatever, and they just have to keep uh, cutting to him where he can be like, 
Yeah, what music? Uh, ankle what music still is smart? looking Listen. good. You know, uh, ankle still looking good. As I reported six hours ago that he was going to play. Uh, well, we see the Heat dance team is huddling over there. <laughs> what is? What are they breaking down pregame? <laughs> it's like literally since we've been on air. It's like the fourth time they've cut to him already. It's. I mean, it is wild with these uh, with these injuries. It's amazing. By the way, Jock Peterson didn't get it done with a homer, but he got the RBI single to tie it later, and then another single won it for the Giants. He's talked about uh, Tyler Hero's groin. He's now talking <laughs> about all injuries on the cell. Yeah, and the, and the the I guess the word from Ime Udoka pregame was that Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, and I'm sure this is what he's talking about. Well, just talking about Smart Williams will not have a minute limit minutes limit tonight, but the team will be heavily monitoring both players. <laughs> Which, by definition, sounds like it could be. A we bet on these things, man. Don't these people know? All right, let's talk about the uh, conference finals MVPs. Oh, Ooh. okay. I went, I went down a rabbit hole on this one. Oh, last did you? Until, yeah. Oh, I like it. You know, you well, just yeah. Isaiah, give us the Western Conference first because this one's really. I mean, we can spend all twenty seconds on this and then move along. Oh my oh, god! Oh, Steph Curry minus thirty five hundred, and it's it's pretty deserved. Minus thirty five hundred. Unless uh, Luka Doncic come back, comes back and wins here, wait, I don't really think. What if, what if Andrew Wiggins has one more ridiculous? Game? Oh, I think he should be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mentioned him for what NBA Finals MVP two nights ago, or whenever yeah. we were talking about that. Steps minus thirty five hundred. Really? Okay. It seems a little absurd, but yeah, I mean, you always the thing we always say, right? Though, Gil, it's it's human beings, human voting, beings, right? Humans. Okay, so blind resume for you guys oh, on the Eastern like Conference. It. Okay, I don't have graphics prepared for you. Oh, sorry, sorry. But so you can see the odds. Blind resume. Okay, for this series, player A. Okay, averaging twenty four point three points, six point eight rebounds, five assists. Little under a block, a little over a steal per game, shooting 30% from three. Player Jason Tatum. Huh? That was Jason Tatum. Is he cheating already? No. Okay. <laughs> Player B. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Averaging 25 <laughs> points. Uh-huh. Rebounds 8.5, 2.3 assists, and shooting 40% from three. Player C. Averaging 21 points a game, 6.3 rebounds, 2.8 assists, a little over, under a block, and uh, almost two steals while shooting 8% from three. That one's Jimmy Butler. <laughs> that one's Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that one's clearly <laughs> Jimmy Butler. So which means player B is Jalen Brown, yeah. who if you just want to go by the stats, has a pretty comfortable lead but, on a but, lot of these statistical but you, categories. Didn't you just refute that by your previous comment, which was these are humans? That's the problem. So that that's where this conversation gets interesting, right? Yeah. Is the minus? I mean, a I don't know how you could like throw Jimmy Butler out the window unless he unless he has two amazing games here. Of course, right? But like, how could you bet that at those odds? Right now, you, you cannot. cannot bet that on those nope. odds. So to me, I was like, okay, this this list is fascinating to me because you could throw out pretty pretty much every name on here besides Tatum and Brown. Well, but can you? Because what? Because there's one game that was the Bam game, right? Yeah, but he's so had, if, he's had games where he's done nothing, right? But if he has a second Bam game, I mean, he he has three games in this series, Gil, that have nine points, six points, and ten points. Again, these are humans who will not remember any of that. <laughs> They will just remember that he had two BAM games. 
and they'll be like, bam, bam. So I, 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 that's the thing. It's like. So when I first looked at this, yeah. my immediate thought was, you're going to give me only minus 110 on Tatum? I'm like, if the Celtics win the series, it's going to him right away. Then I actually started looking at the stats, and I'm like, well, maybe you would actually have some split bo- votes between Brown and Tatum. But I don't think anybody's going to give Brown any credit. By the way, I still have a 300 to 1 regular season MVP ticket available on Jalen Brown if anybody wants that. <laughs> anybody wants that. <laughs> uh, I have the Talia Tugovailoa ticket for Heisman. Oh, I got that too. Yeah. That. That's still available. Anybody who calls in at our phone number. See, um, I don't know what you guys' thoughts are, but when I first looked at these odds last night, I was like, I got to put this in the, sh- in the show because minus 110 seemed like easy money. Until, until I started dissecting this a bit. And I'm like, man, I feel like the only gla- guy I can get caught by is someone on his own team. Assuming the Celtics win. Assuming the Celtics win. Right. Yeah. So what are we saying? We're saying it's unbettable? So we're saying that Jalen Brown should be the bet? That's where we're going with this? But do you really believe that? It, that that's everything what, you're saying statistically you, makes sense, but do you really believe that? No, I, I, I still Brown? think that I, if I had to bet, I'd still go Tatum. Like right now, let's just say it's, it's a 2-2 series, right? Let's say we had a mid-series, I know it's not exactly mid, mid-series MVP. Who's even that? It's Jason Tatum. It's, it's, J- I, it's Jason Tatum or it's Jimmy Butler, right? It's one or the other. I don't think you can say, I don't even know if you can go Jimmy Butler. Well, it's 2-2, two two, so if you, you have, have to give, one If, if we have team. to include a Heat player, then yes, ha- yes it has to be Jimmy so Butler. So that's my point. So okay. my point is... It's a de facto three-game series. It's literally like what would have to change for it not to be one of those two guys. The only thing I can come up with is Bam has another monster Bam game. And even then I doubt it, right? Like even then I'm like, they're still going to probably give it to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I think it would be hard for any anybody on the Heat besides Jimmy Butler to win this. I, think, I still think it's hard for Jalen Brown. I'm kind of even though he's right there. I mean, again, when I first saw this, I was like minus one ten. Give me that all day on Tatum. Though I mean, you were saying about how Bam has had these no show games. Jason Tatum has had no show game. He he's had one horrible game. He had a ten point game. Yes, I remember that game. I think those guys voting remember that. I mean, Bam's had three pretty poor games. Well, I'm not talking about Jason versus Bam. I'm just saying Jason also has a game that if humans remember the bad games, they're not going to remember Jason's bad game. Yeah, but they'll also remember how he's he's been playing through an injury and uh, fighting adversity. Adversity, Gil, come on! Heaven's sakes! But he does. But he does put a Y in Jason. So there's that. <laughs> Wonder what JVT thinks about all this. We should ask him. Hey, what do you know? He's after the break. Jonathan Von Tobel coming up. Beeson's primetime action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here, not to be confused with the spring special that preceded it. This one's only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's MLB Best Bets on a daily basis, JVT. He'll have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil breaking down the Stanley Cup playoffs. Best bets from him throughout the postseason. And we'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well. Not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, and I know you do, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39. $49.98 Canadian. That is three Canadian pennies cheaper today than it was yesterday. Mm. Save your Canadian pennies. Buy today. (laughs) All of that to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jonathan Von Tobel joins us. He's the co-host of The Edge here on the network. Also, of course, has his own podcast called Hardwood Handicappers. And he is our senior NBA analyst. What's happening? How you doing, man? Good, good. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested in the, the way that this game has been handled today from a betting standpoint. and very much looking forward to what we're going to see on the court, too. So I'm doing well, guys. Yeah, the three and a half, man. Like, <laughs> well, why? What are we doing? I, I, I don't know. I think I, actually it's funny. Uh, what are we doing? I think and Kelly can attest to this is the exact question I asked earlier today on the edge. And this is coming from a guy that has the Celtics as the highest power rated team left in the NBA. I mean, the market was betting this thing like we already know what's going to happen. And, you know, and we see these every once in a while, right? The Dallas Mavericks the other night was, was it two, three nights ago? They closed as about a three and a half point uh, a favorite in a couple of spots in game three back at home. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, I think it was game four, if I remember correctly, on the road against Dallas. That line goes you know, steamed all the way up. They closed as three-point underdog, which would be favorites, 
on the road against the Mavericks. So the market does this weird thing every once in a while where I don't know if that's they they love the spot for the team, if they're just assuming that all these injuries are going to derail the Miami Heat, whatever it is. But this gets a little out of hand when you're talking about three and a half here. The Miami Heat are still a very good defensive team. They still have Jimmy Butler out there. And I get it. Like Robert Williams is the best defensive player for Boston. He's going to be available and he's very impactful. The two games that he has played offensive ratings of 105 and 75 and non-garbage time minutes for the Miami Heat. So it's been some pretty good performances for Boston in those games when their front court is available. Um, but at the same time, you know, home court at this point right now in the postseason has been worth about four and a half points. We're talking about nearly an eight point spread on a neutral and, and over 12 back in Boston. It just it doesn't make any sense. I'm with you. I just I don't really understand why this is so high today. TNT letting us know we will not be getting a putt drop at the top of the hour. There's a countdown that, yeah. is, that is much longer that. than the top of the hour. So uh, <laughs> you have extra time to get your bets in, guys, if you want to play the the, the hockey game. Uh, John, we don't talk about the totals a ton, but we're sitting at a pretty low 203, 203 and a half in this one. I mean, of course, we've seen some pretty poor offensive performances from kind of both sides here. What do you think on that total? Is it, Have we gotten, have we overcorrected too low at this point? I mean, we might, because you remember two, three out of the four games have gone over as well, right? So we've seen these really low totals, but the market's been a little too low uh, on some of these games. I would say here, you know, the, the fact that Tyler Hero's not going to play hurts this game going over the total. Not only does he allow uh, the Heat to you have a shot creator out there that can take advantage of some of the drop coverage that the Celtics have been running against him, uh, but also he's a bad defender. So on the flip side, it gives a target for the Celtics to go after consistently when he's out there on the floor. I would think of these, of like all of these games, a game like this where the Heat are going to want to really slow this down, buck it up, make this a very much slow and grind out type of game because of the two teams, right? Miami doesn't want this to be higher scoring and, and you know shooting and all that stuff because I just don't think they want to match blow for blow what Boston can do, especially with how they performed offensively against a fully intact front court of Al Horford and Marcus Smart, or excuse me, Marcus Smart and. Um, uh, Robert Williams. So I tend to think, Matt, like the, this whole series has kind of been a little low. The results have told us that it's a little low uh, before the last game went under. I think it was an average of about 16 points per game. The total was going over. Um, so I, I do think that we've kind of gotten to this point where the market's like, these are just two jugger, like juggernaut defensive teams are slugging it out. I think this game might be one where I'd stay away from betting it over because I think Miami is going to do everything possible to make this kind of a slog. The Heat are plus 170 on the adjusted series price. Seriously, what yeah. is happening? What, like, yeah. I, I, it, it, this is, I'll say it again, the most disrespected number one seed that still has home court that is six games away from the title. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, I don't know, Gil, if maybe like, like the, like the, the COVID rumors earlier today, right? Because there was that shoot around that was canceled. We do know for a fact that two heat staffers were left back in Boston. Um, I had somebody DM me telling me that they're getting meals to their rooms. Like this is a real thing. Like So like, like the, there's that that kind of influences this. But again, like I'm with you, like at some point, like the market is just a little out over its skis here. Miami's yeah. still a really effective defensive team. I don't like them offensively. I don't like them in the half court. But again, when you're talking about translating these numbers back to home court for Boston and all of these things, this is just a number that's really out of whack. Like I, it's just, it's flat out weird. I, I just really don't get it. Yeah. And if the Celtics win by 20, please no one tweet me and say, oh, see, that's what it should have been. No, it should not be this. Right. Right. <laughs> it doesn't John, make it a, just because it gets there. doesn't make it a right, good bet. That's right. John, we're looking at the uh, Warriors as about seven-point home favorites tomorrow night, 215.5 the total there. I don't think I have to ask you if you think that they're in any danger of blowing this, but I guess do the Mavericks have one more in them here, or is this where it all comes to, to an end? 
I think they can make him sweat. And, uh, you know, I was talking about this on the show earlier today, Matt, where, you know, I was kicking myself because, you know, every once in a while I think, you know, I, I mean, I, I can speak for myself at least. Um, you know, I, I diverge from my usual path as a handicapper because I get wrapped up, right? And maybe it's some failures, whatever it is. So I had bet the Mavericks in the first two games of this series. Came in thinking that they were a little undervalued as an underdog. They don't cover game one. They blow that cover in game two. Game three happens. The market's all over them. I don't want to bet them. They lose that game and they don't cover anyway. And then we get to game four and I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Maybe the Mavericks are just, maybe I'm just wrong. So I go and I bet Golden State. What happens? The Mavericks end up doing what they should be doing. Going into that last game, guys, they were averaging 26.7 wide open three-point attempts against Golden State, but they were shooting only 33.8%. Everything finally comes to a head. You look at the shot quality numbers. Golden State was wildly outperforming their shot quality. Well, of course, Dallas Mavericks were underperforming their shot quality. And so everything comes together for them to finally win that game yesterday. So what I'm getting at is, I, you know, I, I think I should go back to my original tact here, which is I think the Mavericks are a little undervalued. So, Matt, I think they can make them sweat here a little bit. You know, I think seven's a little high. Obviously, the Warriors can still win and not cover that number. But would I be shocked that they actually pull off an upset here because the shots start to fall for them? They go back to Dallas and the Warriors kind of wake up and close them out. I wouldn't really be surprised at all. But I do think that seven's a little high for Golden State. It's definitely off from where we were in game one where we're talking about five and a half. All right, John, I promised we'd ask you this. Kelly, do you want to do the blind resume for John in case you missed it? JVT? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's fire it up. Conference Finals MVP. First of all, JVT, do you even know this was a thing? Yes, I did. Yes, all right, did. good. Yeah, we because I learned about it all of like a week and a half ago. So uh, Conference Finals MVP odds up right now. I'm going to give you three players here. We're talking, uh, about the blind... East. We're talking about the East now, specifically. Eastern Conference. Yes, yes. Okay. Eastern Conference Finals. Thank you. Uh, three players here, blind resume. Player A, 24 points a game, a little over 24 points a game, uh, almost seven rebounds a game, five assists a game, um, a little less than one block, a little more than one steal, shooting 30% uh, from three, okay? Player B, 25 points per game, uh, eight and a half rebounds a game, 2.3 steals per game, uh, shooting 40% from three. And player C, 21 points per game, six, a little over six rebounds a game, a little under three assists per game, almost one block, almost two steals per game. Those are your three players. Which one is minus 110 in this market? Oh, give me what was player two's uh, points per game? Player two was 25 points per game, 8.5 rebounds. I feel like that's Jalen Brown. That is Jalen uh, Brown. Right, but he's not the favorite. I think it's one, right? J it's Jason Tatum who's the odds on. Jason there. Tatum who is the odds on. Yep. So the question yeah. becomes if you look at that market, right? Tatum's minus 110, Jimmy Butler's plus 170, but Brown is 7 to 1. Do you think human beings voting on this if the Celtics win, of course, will care that Jalen Brown's stats are that comparable? I think so, and here's so here's my theory on this because I'm glad you guys brought this up. So when it comes to fight like these conference finals as opposed to the NBA finals, NBA finals are hyper national, right? You get all these national media members that fly into these games, they watch these, these vote on these. But still, when you get to the conference finals, I think you're getting more local people who are voting on these awards. We're going to be there at these games. Oh. So what I'm thinking is these conference finals MVPs, you might see a little bit more exotic winners like a Jalen Brown because you're getting guys and gals who are covering these teams, watching possession, possession, know them and understand. I know that sounds pretty rude to the national folks, but understand what's happening. So like I'm open to an Andrew Wiggins winning Western Conference finals MVP potentially, even though Steph Curry's been amazing or a Jalen Brown at seven to one to win it. So I would go with Brown. Absolutely. Hmm. 
It's a little in- interesting uh, thought there. More local. It's a, it's a theory. Voters. First year, you know. So we'll I, think it's a, I think it's a fascinating market to look yeah. at. And for this yep. being the first year with these kind of numbers that we're seeing, I think it's really interesting. I said the same thing he did about Wiggins, too. Wiggins has one more game. You never know. John, thank you. We appreciate it as always, man. Always good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT. Hardwood Handicappers is the podcast. Our senior NBA analyst. How I had you? a feeling that Kelly was, was about to say, that's a fine take. I think that's a fine. I think that's a fine take. That's a fine take from you. I'm gonna work that in like seven times a night now. Do that in your old Shakespeare that voice that you did. That's a fine take. That oh, no, no, I went like Australian. <laughs> oh, now we're throwing stuff during the show. I see. Okay, NBA exactas coming up. Who beats who in the finals? We'll do that and update everything next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.